Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Philippians chapter 1. Thank you all for coming out. We're all glad we live in Edmonton right now and not Calgary. You've probably heard about the snow. Always, yeah. <laughs> Philippians 1, verses 9 to 11. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The Amplified Bible And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight, that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment, so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences. And that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless, so that with hearts sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. May you abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness, of right standing with God and right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, to the honor and praise of God, that his glory may be both manifested and recognized. Knowledge and discernment or keen insight, as we've read in the text, we are in great need of these. We are in great need of knowledge and discernment, keen insight. In this world, we need knowledge and discernment. As we live in this world, as we do life in this world, we need keen insight in order that we may approve the things that are excellent, that we might be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ. It is going to take knowledge and discernment and keen insight if we are going to be filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now it is true that we develop in knowledge and all keen insight. We develop in knowledge and all keen insight. And as we do, it becomes easier and easier to sense what is vital. As we develop, it becomes easier and easier to approve and prize what is excellent and what is of real value. It becomes easier and easier to recognize the highest and the best and to distinguish moral differences. As we read in the text, that you may surely learn. You see, without this ability, without this development in our life, in our walk with Christ, without this development, how can we expect to be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless? 
so that with hearts sincere and certain and unsullied, we may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. You say, how does this development take place? How does it happen? This development comes by the teaching of the Holy Spirit. This development comes by the reading of the Word of God. We need to be taught by the Spirit, and we need to read the Word of God. This development comes as we sit under the preaching of the Word of God. That's why it's important to get into the house of the Lord, to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, saying to us as individuals, that corporate gathering. This development comes as we commune with Christ, as we spend time with Jesus, as we spend time with our Lord and our Savior. This development comes as the potter takes our life in his hands. If we look at the state of our world, we see a world that is unable to sense what is vital, what is truly vital. If we take a look at our world, we see a world unwilling to approve and prize what is excellent and what is of real value. We see a world that does not want to recognize the highest and the best. We see a world that cannot distinguish moral difference, moral differences. You see, we live in an all-inclusive world. How many found that out? We live in an all-inclusive world. Everything and anything goes. It's getting actually so ridiculous. I saw an ad just the other day in the ad, trying to sell clothes read like this, cotton has no gender, so wear what makes you feel good. How ridiculous. What the hell is going on? Hell is going on. That's how ridiculous this world has become. And this is the world we are living in. And this is the world we are to remain alive in until the day of Christ. This is the world we are to be Christian in, to be Christ-like in, to look like Christ and act like Christ and talk like Christ, to do the things that Christ would do to be involved in the things Christ would be involved in. This kind of nonsense that takes place, that is taking place in this world, this is what happens when a world waxes on in its own stupidity. And the truth is tonight, our only hope is development. Our only hope is the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Our hope is the reading of the Word of God. Our hope is the preaching of the Word of God. Our hope is in communion with Christ. Our hope is in the potter taking our lives in his hands. Because we all know that it is true when we are left to our own, even if we live a seemingly moral existence, many good people are not sensing what is truly vital. They are not approving and prizing what is excellent and of real value. They're not recognizing the highest and the best. J.B. Phillips' New Testament reads, I want you to be able always to recognize the highest and the best. 
to live sincere and blameless lives until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to see your lives full of true goodness, produced by the power that Jesus Christ gives you to the praise and glory of God. How many want to live in this manner? I trust that's your heart tonight. The Voice Bible, here's what I pray for you. Father, may their love grow more and more in wisdom and insight so they will be able to examine and determine the best from everything else. And on that day, the day of the anointed one, the day of his judgment, let them stand pure and blameless, filled with the fruit of righteousness that ripens through Jesus the anointed. All this I pray with a view to God's ultimate praise and glory. <clears throat> ultimate praise and glory. I want to ask tonight, how are the spiritual senses? Are they working? And are they being put to use? Can we clearly see the difference between right and wrong? Are we a discerning people? Not only sensing what is vital, but giving ourselves to what is vital. Our time, our energy, our focus, our commitment, our passion, our zeal. Are we a people that are reproving and prizing what is excellent and of real value in this life? Are we a people recognizing the highest and the best? Are we a people distinguishing moral differences? The truth tonight is this. It is not hard to discover the development of a person. It's not hard to discover the development of a person. All we have to do is just take a look at what they deem as vital. All we have to do is take a look at what they prize and value. Take a look at what they rank as highest and best. Take a look at their moral outlook, their outlook on morality, their outlook on moral differences. Perhaps you're sitting here tonight. You're saying, are you saying that we should all think the same when it comes to moral issues? Yes. Am I saying tonight that we should all know what is truly vital and give ourselves to it? Yes. Am I saying tonight that we should all be prizing the same things and valuing the same things? Yes. Am I saying tonight that we should all be ranking the same things as highest and best? Yes. Are we not supposed to have the mind of Christ? Are we not all supposed to have the mind of Christ? Thinking like Jesus talking like Jesus, acting like Jesus, walking like Jesus, living like Jesus. This is not a free-for-all. First Corinthians 2.16, but we have the mind of Christ. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, incredible as it may sound, 
we who are spiritual have the very thoughts of Christ. The Amplified Bible. But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. You know, this gets real practical. The things that are vital in my life. Take a look at the things that are vital. Do I have the mind of Christ? Take a look at the things in your life that which you prize and value. Do you have the mind of Christ? Take a look at your living. That which you rank as highest and best is this the mind of Christ. Moral issues. Do I have the mind of Christ? Again, this is not a free-for-all. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to save your soul, come into the kingdom, be a Christian. Sink however you want to sink. You're saved, you're going to heaven. Do whatever you want to do. Have whatever mind you want to have. We are to be like Christ. We are to have the mind of Christ. We are to think like Christ. It is incredible that in Christendom, we could sit in a room with believers and talk about what they listen to. And there are so many opinions on what is fitting and not fitting for the believer. I would just ask, do you have the mind of Christ? Did you have the mind of Christ when you put together your playlist? When you go to the movie theater and pick out, when we go, I haven't been in a long time, when you go to a movie theater and, and you pick out what you're going to watch, don't walk in blind. Discern what is taking place. Check it out before you decide to watch or just stay away altogether. Don't walk in blind and then say, well, I paid for the ticket. I mean, how can I waste my money? Do I have the mind of Christ? This is how practical this actually gets. Ask yourself, every decision, do I have the mind of Christ? Picking what you're going to watch on TV, do I have the mind of Christ right now? It's incredible. Christians are telling me about late shows they watch, and I'm like, are you kidding me? This is insanity. This is what you're watching, even on a Saturday night, and then you're coming to church, and all of a sudden you're going to slip into church with the mind of Christ? Like, come on. Let's be real. This is not a free-for-all. Jesus didn't say it's a free-for-all. Do we have the mind of Christ? I think it's healthy for every single one of us to ask ourselves that tonight. Do I have the mind of Christ? Things will become clear real quick. So how do we obtain the mind of Christ? Well, here's one way. You know, when you spend much time with someone, you begin to think like they think. Now, this could be positive or negative, but when it comes to Jesus Christ, this is always positive. You begin to spend more and more time with Jesus. You begin to commune with Jesus like never before. 
you get in tight with Jesus, and pretty soon you will start to think like Jesus. And when you think like Jesus, you act like Jesus. When you think like Jesus, you speak like Jesus. You walk like Jesus. You talk like Jesus. You work like Jesus. When you have the mind of Christ. When you go to your place of employment, do you have the mind of Christ? I wonder what kind of mind he had when he slipped into the carpenter's shop. Back to our text, the Amplified. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight. That your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and to prove and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing moral differences, and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless, so that with heart sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble, May you abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness, of right standing with God and right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, to the honor and praise of God, that his glory may be both manifested and recognized. Can I ask this question tonight? How do you want to approach the day of Christ? Ask yourself the question tonight. How do I want to approach the day of Christ? His return is sure, but we might meet him before the second coming. This is not a scare tactic I'm simply asking tonight. If you're a believer, are you not looking for that great day? Are you not living for that day when you meet Jesus? This is our everything. This is what everything points to, either the return of Christ and we are with him, or our exit from this world into eternity with him. So if that is the end goal, and it is for the believer, if that is the end goal, I ask, how do you want to approach the day of Christ? How do I want to approach the day of Christ? I'm not asking how this group here tonight wants to approach the day of Christ. Because not all of us here tonight are going to approach it the same. That is the reality. Because if it was that easy, if we were like robots in the kingdom, God would just put the mind of Christ into us. He would maneuver us like he desires at all times. We would have no will of our own. And we'd all end up exactly the same on that day as we stand before Christ. But that is not the reality. Free will remains, and that's the beauty of it. And so I'm asking tonight, how do you, as an individual, want to approach the day of Christ? If the answer is, I want to approach the day of Christ with a heart that is sincere and certain and unsullied, if the answer is I want to approach the day of Christ not stumbling or causing others to stumble, if the answer 
is I want to approach the day of Christ abounding in and being filled with the fruits of righteousness, of right standing with God and right doing. If the answer is I want to approach the day of Christ full of his glory, and in my life, I want the glory of God to be both manifested and recognized in my living, if that is the cry of your heart, then you know that you need the development that comes by the Spirit, that comes by the Word. You need the development that comes by sitting under the preaching of the Word of God. If that is our heart and if that is our answer, we know, we know, we know we need to commune with Jesus. We know that we need to get his mind. We have to have the mind of Christ. If I'm going to approach that great day properly, if I'm going to approach that day looking like I desire to look when I meet Jesus, then I have to. I have to allow this development to take place in my life. I have to get the mind of Christ. I need to pray. I need to cry out that I would have the mind of Christ. I need to live above emotions. I need to walk into situations and circumstances, and I need to cry out, Lord, give me the mind of Christ right now. I need to wake up and leave my house and make decisions all day long. I need to get together with friends and make decisions. I need to sit in front of the TV and make the right decisions. Lord, give me the mind of Christ right now. This is how it works. It is not his desire that on Sunday we have the mind of Christ and then Monday we sort of have it. Not as intensely as on Sunday. And then it peters off through the week and we come back and we just cry out again, Lord, give me your mind. It's definitely not his desire that we leave the mind of Christ at the door and walk out It doesn't matter who we are tonight, how long we've been at this, what age we are. None of these things matter. What matters is that we fall in line. What matters is that we get the mind of Christ. And it's available to every single one of us. You know, we could talk about moral issues for a moment. All the things happening in this world. We say, well, it's never been like this. It's not fair. They had it easier in the old days, did they? We're quick to say that because in some way it helps us with our conscience. It helps us like we're hopeless, this generation. How on earth can they survive? You hear parents talk all the time like the schools are worse than they've ever been. Listen, the schools are pretty bad when I went to them. I could tell you story after story. Sure, things have changed. And new things have come. But let's not use that as an excuse. I want to share the words of Leonard Ravenhill. Sodom, we all know Sodom in the Bible. Think about this tonight. Sodom, which had no Bible, no preachers, 
no tracts, no prayer meetings, no churches, perished. How then will America and England, those are the two he uses, be spared from the wrath of the Almighty, think you? We have millions of Bibles, scores of thousands of churches, endless preachers, and yet what sin? We have no excuse. If you own a Bible, you are without excuse. If you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, you are without excuse. If we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, we are without excuse. That's the reality. People don't like to hear that. People love, love to have excuses, don't they? An excuse for this in the bag, excuse for this in the bag, excuse for being late, excuse for being, you know, unpolite, excuse for whatever. My upbringing, my this, my that. My boss, my... I mean, that quote should just rock your world. What excuse do we have for not having the mind of Christ, the very thoughts of Christ, the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart? I'd say tonight, if we don't know him, that is one thing. If we don't know him as our personal Lord and Savior, that is one thing. And if that is the reality, may we come to know him tonight. He continues with these words. Oh, that believers would become eternity conscious. If we could live every moment of every day under the eye of God, I'll just interject, we do. If we could live every moment of every day under the eye of God, if we did every act in the light of the judgment seat, if we sold every article in the light of the judgment seat, if we prayed every prayer in the light of the judgment seat, if we tithed all our possessions in the light of the judgment seat, if we preachers prepared every sermon with one eye on damned humanity and the other on the judgment seat, then we would have a Holy Ghost revival that would shake this earth and that in no time at all would liberate millions of precious souls. the mind of Christ. I wonder how many believers truly have the mind of Christ. But let's first concern ourselves with ourselves. Do I have the mind of Christ? And let's not be quick to make excuse for the things that we know are not the result of the mind of Christ. How are we going to go head to head with this world and win? The answer is the mind of Christ. How am I going to go head to head with the world concerning what's happening right now? with sexuality? The answer is the mind of Christ. How am I going to go head to head with the world concerning what is being set before eyes, set before ears? The answer is the mind of Christ. How are we going to overcome? How are we going to win? I'm repetitive tonight. 
The answer is the mind of Christ. Can have the worship team return tonight. We need the very thoughts of Christ. The thoughts, the feelings and purposes of his heart. You know, when messages come, it really is those that have ears to hear. Those that will take what they've heard and not just leave it at that, but apply it. And if you're looking for practical ways to apply it, we've looked at those tonight. Next time we go to make a decision, next time we go to make a deal, next time we go to make a purchase, next time we enter into conversation, next time we're about to open our mouth, do I have the mind of Christ? Next time we're about to judge something or someone, do I have the mind of Christ? Philippians 1, 9 to 11, and this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Lord, help us being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Every one of us here tonight could use more of the mind of Christ. No one's exempt from this. And it's available to all of us. No one's excluded from this. Examine yourself tonight Let's examine ourselves, sensing what is vital, approving and prizing what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and best, distinguishing moral differences. Concerning these, do we have the mind of Christ? Let's stand tonight. Let's lift up this chorus our hearts. Just ask the Lord tonight to come. Ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Commit to opening the Word of God tonight. Commune with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Maybe you need to rearrange schedule. It's so easy in this life to just simply busy ourselves with all other things. But let us commune with Jesus. Cry out that we have his mind, Jesus God.